0: This show may contain explicit language and or spoilers. Welcome to the Greatest Movie of All Time podcast. I am your host, Tom Duncan. Um, Hopefully, over the course of this journey, um, we will uh, arrive at just the name of the title, uh, What is the Greatest Movie of All Time? And so I would like to... um, basically explain how, uh, I came up with the idea for this and why I think that, um, this is a little bit, um, different podcast than some of the other movie podcasts. So, um, if you've seen a greatest movie rankings of all time list, um, you're probably very aware that most of them have about the same, you know, 20 to 50, maybe even 100 films, um, there are a few variants here or there, and depending on the recency of the list, you might have a few more modern movies um One of the big ones is the uh, american film institute or a f i list uh that was done originally in nineteen ninety eight and then updated in two thousand and seven and um that uh list obviously doesn't include uh some of the great ones over the last you know decade or so um now, for the purposes of this podcast, we did put a small embargo on uh, uh, about a five-year period, so that we could really give a good judgment on some films, um, try and remove some of the recency bias. Um, now, some of that is um, difficult because there are different factors that will be weighted in, and it is kind of difficult sometimes to um, judge everything equally, um, particularly one of the segments that will come up, and part of this is recognition, And um, there are just simply more awards and uh, more categories, um, even at the Oscars, than there used to be, which does go into a little bit of the scoring. So some of the modern films do get a little bit um, more uh, for maybe a technical award than something that's a little bit older. But uh, we will try our best to make sure all of these films get their just due. And uh, with that, um, I've just always felt that um, there had to be a better way of ranking things. So um, going back to when I was in college, uh, finishing up my um, senior year of uh, college, I graduated with a um, political science degree uh, and a history minor. And my senior thesis was on uh, the best way of properly ranking the presidents. Now, um, I applied a rubric-style grading piece on several different characteristics of um, how to grade of how to grade um, each of the presidents based on certain characteristics that I thought could flowy. E- Easily between all of them. All of them obviously faced different challenges. Um, John Kennedy faced a Cold War, whereas Abraham Lincoln faced a Civil War. But uh, all of that being said, um, I felt that there was a better way of grading them out. In the similar way, I feel that um, movies um, have a better way of doing this than just accepting the critical response and you know how certain things hold up. So a few of the characteristics that we decided to look Mm -hmm. at similarly for how um, we're going to better grade uh, some of these movies um, and also possibly give a better list um, of the greatest movie rankings. So um, just off the top, Legacy is obviously... um, big cultural tup- touchstone. Um, certain movies have a resonance and a significance um, just for their place in history. Um, with that being said, we also have a sub or a secondary category that uh, is similar in significance or impact, but um, just a simple grading of 1 through 10 for each of those. So uh, with that being said, um, the, uh, categories. L- let's just go through them quickly. So, uh, legacy, um, which is going to be, um, their place in history, um, how people have fe- felt about them. Um, some of this is a little bit influenced by critical response, but, uh, ultimately we, uh, feel that this is a good subjective place of doing things, uh, significance or impact. Um, one of the easiest ways of summing up this category is the um, way in which um, uh, a movie came onto the scene and um, you know, maybe had a certain way of um, either changing the movie industry or um, the way we looked at a particular thing. Maybe it didn't do anything technically um, outstanding, but you know, um, took movies in a new area. Again, some of these categories have some shared characteristics, but they all, uh, to me at least, uh, stand on their own. Uh, next one is novelty. Um, so how, uh, particularly novel was this movie? Did it go into a new genre? Did it remaster uh, a genre? Um, Did it, um, create a new technical atmosphere? Um, did it allow us to go into a, um, uh, or a, uh, to go into a galaxy far, far away? You know, some of these are the, uh, pieces in which, um, we have to, uh, particularly venture over into, and, uh, hopefully, um, try and do some different things so um classicness so this one is best summed up by you know how well has the move movie aged um you know certain films um were made for the that period in time um or made for a different audience at the time than um is currently there obviously the more um present films or the films that are, um, uh, made more modernly, uh, if we get to some of those on this list are probably going to have a little bit higher grade because they're closer to the, this time in the present. But, um, that's part of why we also established that five-year, um, waiting list to be on the show, uh, for potential movies. Um, just because we wanted to give a little bit of, um, hindsight, you know, even some films five years ago, Uh, Seem a little dated at times and have some difficulties. Um, Finally, um, rewatchability. One of the things that um, I've found um, is probably misunderstood about uh, certain films is, and I think is a measure of greatness, is being able to revisit a film. Um, You know, there are certain films that people endlessly watch. Uh, Over and over and over again and keep coming back to um, because of either an escapism, uh, their novelty, um, their grandiosity, um, their sheer legacy. And then there are some that were great, had great subject material, were very well-made films, um, and had a significant impact, but you just either they're difficult movies that challenged, um, us, uh, collectively, um, you know, as a society, as individuals, you know, et cetera, um, that we didn't necessarily come back to, um, great example of this. I think personally, uh, 12 Years a Slave is a great movie, um, but it's, Um, And it'll likely come up at some point again on this podcast, but it's not a movie I've watched a second time. Um, It was an extremely difficult subject material having to do with um, racism and slavery and um, the cruelty of a particular plantation owner on um, a slave who was um, somehow uh, made a slave after um, being born a free man. But... um, and as good as that movie was, and I thought it justly deserved winning Best Picture that year, it's just not one that I, you know, feel great about popping in on a Saturday night. Um, whereas, you know, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, The Dark Knight, you know, that one I will rewatch watch 30, 40, 50 times at some point in my life, and never really lose anything. And so, you know, for some people, and part of the reason why I think um, we do this uh, show to begin with, is um, you'll revisit certain things um, and find new stuff all the time. So um, the two objective categories that we're going to be also using are audience score, which we're just going to borrow from the uh, Rotten Tomatoes audience score and um, just factor those into points. So take the percentage... Um, uh, divided by uh, 10 or so, basically move the decimal point over one, and we'll take a um, decimal scoring on that particular thing. So 97% becomes 9.7 uh, points uh, for this piece. And all of the subjective uh, categories I had mentioned before um, are graded, you know, 1 through 10. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to give uh, a better range of things than, you know, like the slam dunk contest, which constantly... Is uh, you know between um, forty five and fifty collectively, you know five people one through ten, but um, we'll be able to give a better range so that there's a, a little bit more gradation to the overall list, and we don't just have this big collective bunching. Um, and we can sort these out because right now on the potential list, I think we have about four hundred and fifty films um, that will eventually, well, hopefully. Um, have enough time to try and get to, um, so the regular, uh, or the other, um, objective category, uh, is going to be recognition. So for each technical award, um, at either the Oscars or, um, one of the other, um, subcategories, so the BAFTAs, um, so the British, um, Awards essentially the British Oscars um, or uh, one of their um, Guild Award programs, or if it was nominated for anything of the technical um, aspect, um, so cinematography, editing, um, sound mixing, etc., uh, will give uh, a point to uh, for each of the um, writing, acting, and directing nominations. It just, again, you can't get multiples for being, you know, nominated twice for director, once at the Academy Awards and once at the BAFTAs. If you just appear once anywhere, then we give you an extra, uh, piece. Uh, we will give, um, you know, uh, two points for if you get, uh, nominated for best ensemble at the Um, Acting awards, but don't necessarily get a Best Actress nomination for your movie. Um, But those are all derived at two points. And then three if you were nominated for Best Film. We will exclude the Golden Globes from this, just because the Globes have had uh, a little bit of controversy, especially in the more modern times, where uh, people kind of take uh, the Globes with a grain of salt, um, and don't really give them um, the same amount of credibility as some of these other ones that come after it. So, we're just going to, you know, take that off the top and make sure that that's not a part of things. Um, so, three points for that. And again, these are nominations, not awards. Um, personally, uh, I've watched the last uh, seven years worth of uh, Best Picture nominees before the Oscars, and I've watched. Um, Every Best Picture nominee going back to about 2006. Um, And in order to kind of decide for myself, just a personal project I worked on. And uh, I don't think that the Oscars gets it right um, most of the time. In fact, I would say usually it's been one out of every three years that I feel that they got the best picture correct. Um, Some years I have more arguments than others, but I just you know and i think most people don't think that the oscars necessarily gets the best movie right every year um but if you're nominated uh more times than not those are the best films of that year you know just the nominations is a little bit more um to be said now um finally as far as recognition goes and again this is where the five year embargo um really takes over is is um have you appeared on one of the major publications um, greatest films of all time list. And again, you don't get multiple point sets for um, being on the AFI's list. And then uh, the Hollywood reporters list, you get four points for being on one of the lists. Um, and so there will be some great variations based on that, but uh, we're not going to try and double up awards just because, um, you know, multiple award sets were in, Uh, one particular thing, we'll try and uh, make sure that uh, we get to all of those. So, um, with that, uh, other things to know for the structure of the show, Um, just off the top, we're going to be trying to tackle a new movie every week, um, one off of the classics list, and um, we'll be taking a few ones down the line that are a little bit more under-known, that uh, we'll be just kind of re-reviewing, taking and trying to appreciate um now i mentioned that it's a we um i will be your main and primary host each and every week but um hosting with me is my dad um there's nobody better person that uh has shared my passion for movies uh outside of my dad and um i've been uh very um grateful to uh share in that for many years already um in how we went about this thing, um, so he will be co-hosting with me. Um, there are quite a few films on this list that he is not looking forward to um, trying to see again. Um, I'm looking at you Clockwork, uh, Clockwork Orange and um, so uh, we'll have to, uh, um, <laughs> um, see what we can, uh, do about that. And then occasionally we will have some other guest hosts sprinkled in. Uh, I'm hoping maybe at some point here in the near future, we can find somebody else, uh, a third guest host that's a little bit more passionate and kind of spread the wealth, a little bit of diversity to these conversations. But, um, that's kind of what we're looking forward to right now. And, um, so we'll try and go about, um, that particular uh, avenue and see where we're at. So um, with that, um, I'm just going to try and keep this short just simply because this is going to be the episode for uh, any of you that just need an explainer on the show um, and kind of what uh, the aesthetic that we're going to. Yeah, we'll give you some context as we go along, but kind of think of this as your syllabus or... Um, your outline of kind of where um, we're going to be going. Um, Right now, um, the first episode looks like we're going to be starting off with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, Personally, I think it's uh, Harrison Ford's best film. And um, I would venture to say, although it's difficult sometimes, it's kind of like judging the best Beatles songs, but uh, it might be one of Steven Spielberg's top five. But that might that by itself might even be blasphemous uh but we'll discuss that as we kind of come along and uh um hopefully um do this and then we'll uh hopefully put up a grade and a ranking put it on the list and um you guys can all view it online uh hopefully so um if uh you're new to the show um please give us a review or rating Um, we hope that you stick around and, um, I hope that, uh, this explanation episode by itself wasn't too boring for you. Um, we'll continue kind of plugging along and trying to take a new movie each week. Um, like I said, we're going to start off with Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, Indiana Jones, and then continue from there. So, um, that being said, then, uh, we're gonna cut it there and, uh, we'll see. Um, see you next time. So I wish we could chat longer, but I'm having a friend for dinner. Uh, have a great uh, week everybody, and we'll see you soon. This podcast was written edited and produced by me, Tom Duncan, and with extra credits to uh, Dana Duncan for appearing on the podcast every week.